Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Raiders podcast. Thanks to OAC Digital. What a week it's been for the Green Machine. Uh, a big win over the St. George Illawarra Dragons uh, last Friday night at GIA Stadium. But some unfortunate news with injury with a couple of players out uh, long term. We'll discuss that today and also preview the clash against the Storm. And we'll catch up with Raiders winger Bailey Simonson this week as we see how his journey as an NRL player continues. Joining me as always is the Canberra Raiders media and digital team, John Croyder and Tom Logan. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are we feeling? G'day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good and it's good to be back again and I think it's the first time I've done back-to-back podcasts too, so that's exciting. Yep, you've, uh, you've made your re-entry into the system last week and, and did a great job, so we've got you back this week. Let's, uh, let's get straight into it. Let's have a look at the Dragons match on Friday night and, and discuss that victory. Uh, 18-0 at halftime, uh, 22-0 for a period. Uh, the Dragons did get back the 22-16 time, but uh, probably the damage was already done uh, yeah, thanks. before it got to that. Yeah, thanks for giving me a heart attack, boys. Uh, that was pretty nervous um, end to, fit, uh, to the game. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I was pretty pretty pleased with the first half. I thought that was, you know we played some really good footy and you know we definitely... I guess gave us a response, uh, especially after the um, past couple of weeks. That was pretty disappointing. Obviously, yeah, like like you said, um, you know the drag. We sort of let the dragons come back in, but I think overall, probably, yeah, um, we'll, we'll take the win. Yeah. How good was it? Like, um, like during the week, Jared was talking about just trying to start off with a lot of energy, really feed into that energy that the crowd's going to give them. And yeah, two early tries. I was feeling pretty confident. Then yeah, there was a bit of a heart attack later on, but. They really uh, focused on that start, and it was probably the best start that we've had, probably, probably um, since that that Melbourne game mm. in uh, round three. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, yes, it was twenty two sixteen by the end of the game, but realistically, that last try that they scored probably came too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, there's some things to work on defensively still. But uh, I look at Michael Oldfield in that game on the weekend. It was his first game of football um, for quite some time, and with no reserve grade at the moment. It's really hard for, for players to get those Ks in the league. So he's going to be really um, strong for that run. Uh, and I thought that um, Bailey Simonson, uh, who we'll speak to later on, is just showing what a professional he is, uh, the way that he came into that side. Uh, and that leap um, where, he, where he climbed above to score that try was, um, was something pretty special and, and, and the type of thing that we can expect from him uh, when he comes into the team. Yeah, definitely. I was, went up in the air and you just saw him like just before he was about to take off, and you just knew that he was going to get it. Like it was just a fantastic, fantastic uh, leap, and he's just had a really good uh, pre, like had a really good preseason, and he's just really finding his feet. It'll be pretty hard, just in terms of um, pro- he's probably been rotating that spot with Rapper a bit, um, but when he's been on the field, his performances just show that it makes it look like he's been there the whole time. I think that I think that's probably a really good, uh, actually a good point. You know, just having guys, it's really pleasing for Ricky Stewart to have guys like Bailey Simons and Michael Oldfield, who are just so professional in, I guess, their preparation for games to be able to come in. You know, like as you alluded to before with Michael Oldfield, he hasn't really played much, like full ga- many full games of footy. Um, so for him to come in and play, yeah, I think he'll be better off heading into this week. George Williams scored his first try for the club, um, little mini milestone for him and. Uh, we caught up with him after the game, and this is what he had to say. I just think we were too scrappy that second half. Um, we've got a lot to work on coming Melbourne next week, but um, yeah, wins a win, mate. We're, we're pleased to 
to get two points on the board and that's all that matters at the end of the, uh, end of the season. So pleasing to win, but obviously not too pleased with the performance second half. I never thought I was going to get over it. I think it's round eight and I've not scored yet, so I'm not used to that. So yeah, pretty pleased to get over and um, unfortunately it's not a packed out house, but I really enjoyed it. There he is, George Williams, the Raiders halfback. Uh, before we move on, let's discuss the injuries out of that game and a couple of long-termers again, guys. It's uh, adding to that toll at the moment. We lost, of course, Corey Horsburgh for an extended period last week and now uh, to lose Sia Soliola and Emre Gula, uh, both for a minimum of 10 weeks. It's going to put a stress on uh, you know, what we can do you know, over the next three months if we um, you know, do suffer any more injuries in that middle part of the field. Yeah, disappointing. We lose a lot of punch, obviously, through the middle, losing Corey, well, obviously, Sia and Emre, and that was just pretty, I guess, the real sort of sour note, I guess, to the game. You know, we just, um, our depth in the forwards has been tested a little bit, but it, as Ricky Stewart mentioned earlier, it opens a door for an exciting youngster such as Kyle O'Donnell to come in. Yeah, and also you've got uh, Dynamis Louis, who's had a couple of weeks rest as well. Like, he's played nearly every game for us the last two seasons at least so there's still experience to come into the side as well so it'd be great to see how Kai goes but I'm also really excited to see how um, Dynamis goes after a couple of weeks rest. Yeah bittersweet um, for Ricky Stewart in the press conference after the game following those injuries and this is what he had to say um, after the win against the Dragons. We were good for a long time and uh, you've got to understand mate how hard the uh, last four or five weeks have been with our travel. You know, I think uh, we're the only team who has to get on the bus for three, three hours, three or so hours, get off it, then play a game of football. And <clears throat> you know, I've been very proud of how the boys have handled it because they've had, had to find a lot of energy there tonight in that last 20 minutes. And uh, you know, we played an extra time last week. We didn't get home until half past two last Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, we had a short turnaround. And for them to back up tonight with all those injuries in the middle and show that energy on the back end of that game, well, wouldn't I be happy? All right, moving on to round number nine, the Canberra Raiders up against the Melbourne Storm here at GIO Stadium. Good news first, guys, is that crowds have been expanded. We're going to see um, a few more at the ground this weekend, 6,000, John, and an opportunity for hopefully more members and fans to get out there and support the team. It's going to be fantastic. Like, there's only um, 1,500 there last week, but the fans that are there were so vocal, it felt like it was a fair bit more than that. So 6,000, especially after... During isolation, I've probably hardly seen more than 20 people at once, so it's going to feel uh, massive as well. So it's going to be really good just to get that Viking clap going as well and just having a lot of energy, and hopefully the boys can really feed off that and get a fast start again. With injury comes opportunity, and uh, earlier this week, uh, Ricky Stewart was able to name his side, and Kai O'Donnell uh, was that recipient of that jersey. And here's just a little snippet of the clip that we had on our website uh, where Ricky actually announced to the team that Kai would make his debut. The thing about it is, in these times, is where some players who haven't got to the next level of their football yet need to get there very quickly, and that's the challenge I'm putting in front of you. My international players, my origin players, I need you to get to the next level of football and be consistently there, week in and week out. Because that's what's going to get us through this, this scenario. Extraordinary performances and contribution. The special little efforts that we talk about from the Bernard D. Lance contribution. We're going to need more of them. See that number there? You know what that represents? That's our next Raider number. 
and it gives me no, it gives me such a special feeling when I'm introducing a new Raider to the squad. Raider number 365, I want to congratulate Kai Adonis. Yeah, wonderful moment there for Kai O'Donnell uh, and a special moment for anybody when they make their club debut. Tom, tell us a bit about Kai O'Donnell. What do you know about him? Well, not a, not a huge amount. Obviously, we saw him in action a little bit earlier in the season when he, he had a bit of a strong cat. Well, actually, watching from the sideline, and I think uh, you were there as well, Johnny, with me, uh, Kai O'Donnell, he was injected late into the game in that Port Macquarie trial against the Bulldogs. I thought he looked really strong. He didn't look out of place at all and... Uh, I'm really he made quite a few tackles during that game and he definitely did not look out of place at NRL level so really excited to see him play traditionally I think he's a second rower uh, but can play in the middle as well from what I from what I've heard yeah I think he'll be used predominantly as a middle player um, from what I've been told from the the coaches that I had a chat with uh, earlier this week is they they won't he won't let you down defensively uh, you know he's a really hard worker and he's always out on the field doing extras and, and working with Brett White and Andrew McFadden on his defense so I think that's a real bonus in a, in a team you, uh, where you've had injuries. You need players that can come in and do the job defensively. And, John, uh, that's one, one area where I think that um, he should be doing a good job for us. Yeah, he'll definitely be doing a really good job. He's one of the strongest players as well. Like he's, I've been um, during the preseason when they were doing the, some of the heavy, heavy loads, just getting their uh, preparation right. I was in there taking a few photos and it was kind of scary seeing how much he could lift. Um, I was struggling to lift the camera, to be honest, but um, <laughs> um, he's he's a really good player. Um, he can fill in a little bit at uh, nine as well, which he did in the trial. Um, got a coach's award for um, Jersey Flag last year as well, as they, that team made the grand final. So obviously got some big raps on him from a coaching side of view. So as you said, he's doing all those extras. He's a coach's dream. Um, just a fantastic player. And I, I actually... Um, Caught him as he was walking back into the building. Like I saw him from a bit of a distance. He just had a big grin on his face. He just called his parents and told told them that what was happening. And yeah, I haven't seen anyone smile so much before. So it was really really good moment for him. Yeah, it's fantastic for him. Let's have a look at the team this week. Thanks to Spec Savers. Round nine, as I mentioned, up against the Melbourne Storm GIO Stadium Saturday night. Uh, just keep an eye on the Raiders website for all the ticketing information for members and uh, also general public sale if there are tickets left. For this game, uh, changes I suppose come uh, as we mentioned through injury in the forward pack. And Armas Louis back into the team, uh, Kai O'Donnell onto the bench for Soliola and Gula respectively. Uh, but Jordan Rapiner also back this week, guys. Uh, he'll come onto the bench uh, for the at the expense of Curtis Scott, who drops out of the seventeen. Uh, great to have Jordan back in that team and uh, probably to provide um, a little bit of an option there in the middle of the field and, and try and get a bit of energy going if we need it. Yeah, the one thing that excites me is Melbourne, it's, it's quite obvious that Melbourne have quite a big heavy pack. Um, so hopefully later on in the game, guys like Rapper and Bailey, they can get injected and, you know, maybe just cause a bit of havoc and, you know, make some of those Melbourne defenders make a couple of, I guess, you know, uh, not so wise decisions under fatigue. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see how that pans out. Had a look at the uh, Melbourne team list, uh, Johnny, and I saw Cameron Munster named... Uh, in the extended squad there. Earlier in the week it was talked about he might be out for longer than first anticipated, but now he's named in the 19. Do you think he'll play this weekend? Do we expect to see him uh, make an appearance? Surely surely not, but you, you never know in rugby league, do you? But I, just with everything that was being said, all the messaging just made me think, oh, he might be, he might be another month away. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like I think um, Cameron Smith's named at nine again, like... 
surely he goes back into the into the halves and um, Jax goes to the bench and um, Brandon Smith goes goes to hooker. It's something similar to what they did last week. Like they played really well. Like don't let's not forget that this is a team coming off beating the Roosters in Golden Point. It was an outstanding standing game. Even if he's even if he's not like if he's not just a hundred percent. Do you change a winning team? I don't know. I, I w- I'm not expecting him to play, but I wouldn't be surprised either yeah. way. Doesn't, no. ma- doesn't matter who plays in this game. Uh, what we are guaranteed is for a hell of a contest. When these two teams uh, go against each other, um, it's a f- pretty fiery encounter and it's always a close game. And hopefully the Raiders can stretch it out to four wins in a row against the Melbourne Storm. All right, podcast prediction time. Three zeros last week for everybody uh, in this room in terms of what they predicted for the... The outcome in the game. Uh, Tom, we'll start with you this weekend. Raiders and Storm, what do you see? I'm, I'm making life even more difficult for, for me this week, even though I tipped uh, Michael Oldfield to score against the Dragons. However, this week I've just got a feeling Joe Tarpany is going to... He's due for a massive, massive game, and I've just got a feeling he's going to go over the line. John? All right, he's... Now, I'm going to go away from tries. So I'm going to go Josh Hodgson, one-on-one strip, and a try assist. You go the one-on-one strip. Let's go back to the prelim final last year. How can we forget that one? Pretty much got us into a position. On Chambers, yeah. Uh, into a position there uh, in that game and uh, we were able to score. Oh, sorry, not the, not the, the round preliminary 22. round 22 yeah. when Papali crashed over near the end. So you're going for that. Uh, I'm going to go with the try score, but I'm going to go with a bit of an uh, unconventional one. I'm going to go for Ryan, so for Hudson Young. Get him confused. They look the same. Hudson <laughs> Young uh, out there on that right edge, I think... Uh, he can crash over for a try this weekend. I hope we're all right. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to have a chat to Bailey Simonson. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. <laughs> Joining us this week on the podcast, thanks to OAC Digital, is Raiders winger Bailey Simonson. Bailey, thanks for having a chat to us today. No worries, Benny. Uh, thanks for having me on. Mate, it's been another interesting start to the season for the side uh, this year, obviously, uh, you know, a couple of wins before the COVID lockdown and then uh, some mixed results afterwards. What's the feeling like amongst the group at the moment? Yeah, like you said, it was obviously um, a really strong start uh, for the playing group. Uh, then obviously the COVID stuff all hit us and, um, you know, we had a bit of a time away from the game. Um, we came came back and obviously the boys had a good result over the storm there. Um, and then obviously, you know, the last few weeks, um, you know, or the, the weeks following that were quite tough and we... Um, hit a bit of a down down patch and had a few losses, which was uh, tough. But everyone sort of jumped back on the horse, kept working hard each day, and um, you know we got a good result last week and finally got a much deserved two points, which is um, always good. You guys seem to have been uh, in the scrap uh, most of the games this season. Do you think that the success last year has sort of seen teams lift a little bit more when they come to play you now? Yeah, I think you know definitely teams are when they come to play us. Obviously turning up and it's it's a real fierce battle out there, but. Uh, one thing we touched touched on with the coaches, um, and as a squad all preseason, was you know that that's our responsibility now, and that it is what it is, and it's our job to turn up each week um, with that that high intensity and, and produce good performances. And you know we've obviously set the bar quite high um, from last year, so it's important we match that. And um, you know as I said, keep turning up each week and, and delivering what we're capable of. For you personally, mate, uh, it's been another interesting season. Uh, Once again, you've been faced with a a couple of challenges and I suppose at the start of the year there was no Jordan Rappener in the squad and now he's back in there fighting for a position as well. So you've been able to um, uh, get on that field and make an impression when you've had the chance. You must be pleased with how you've been playing. Yeah, look, it's, um, you know, obviously Rapper came back and then there's, um, 
you know, there's only two wing spots, so three doesn't go into two. So it's, it's good, though. It's real healthy competition for all of us. Um, you know, I think it's bringing out the best in all of our games, too. You know, um, Nikki and Raps have been playing real good footy. Um, and it's also making me train harder. And, and as, I, as you said, uh, when I get an opportunity, I'm just trying to uh, make the most of it and, and put my hand up each week for selection. But, um, you know, uh, it takes a whole squad to, to get, uh, get to the point of winning a premiership, I think. So uh, it's important that we're all on board. We're all helping each other, uh, pushing each other each day to get better. And, you know, whoever's playing, uh, the boys fully support them and, you know, hopefully get the job done. What aspects of your game have you been focusing on this season? What is it that you've come into 2020 and decided that Bailey Simonson needed to do better and, and, and what you've worked on? Um, well, personally, for me, there's been, you know, I'm still so new to, to the game and to NRL, so I've been trying to work on a lot of the things. But as you said, I think it's important that I just, oh, my focus this year was just to try and nail a few things instead of trying to do too much at once. So uh, personally, for me, um, it's just been about, um, simplifying things with my attack, just you know, getting getting high involvements, um, you know, trying to play to my you know um, own abilities and not play within myself. So, you know, if I see an opportunity, I'm not being afraid to take it and sort of just express myself in that way with the ball in hand. And um, defensively, I've I've been just trying to um, uh, make sure that I'm up on the end of the line, uh, making good reads, following my centers, and you know, I try to pride myself on you know not trying to let too many tries down the edge that I'm playing on. So. Um, yeah, I hope that's been my focus, just trying to limit um, opposition, um, you know, making progress on the side that I'm on. Also managed to score yourself a, a pretty handy try last week. Is that something that you've worked on? Your, your pursuit of that ball in attacking areas uh, when those kicks come across, particularly now you've got a guy like George Williams uh, in the side that, that can put a, a kick in a spot for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, George has got a, a really accurate kicking game, so um, obviously playing outside of him... Um, uh, that'll be something I'll be looking to um, keep progressing and hopefully we can uh, have a few more shots at that this week and, um, you know, keep working on that. Um, you know, I, I quite enjoy getting up and contesting the high balls, so uh, it's something that I'll, I'll keep looking to improve and hopefully can jag a few more tries in the air. Looking at the, the performance last weekend, you guys were very strong in that first uh, part of the half. Did, did having that uh, opportunity to play at home play a part in that and not having to do that travel up on the game day? Yeah, look... Um, when we, when we first uh, got the schedule and saw the travel that we were going to have to, you know, go through it, we, we tried to make a point of not make, not using it as an excuse and making sure that we, you know, we kept turning up, our energy levels were high and um, we didn't use it as an excuse no matter what, we'd turn up, play with high intensity and um, do ourselves proud. So, you know, obviously it, it wasn't ideal having to travel up and back on the same day. I thought we did quite a good job um, in terms of, you know, getting up for the games. But like you said, being back at home last week was unreal. Um, you know, just, just even having a few fans there, um, being able to go about your normal um, home routine, you know, sleeping in, uh, go get a brick here with the boys and then, you know, roll down to GIO Stadium. You know, it's, it's no better feeling than running out to GIO Stadium. So, yeah, it was massive for the boys um, and I think it showed the boys, you know, put in a big effort. And, you know, obviously this week we're, we're back at home again, so we'll be looking to um, go, go to back-to-back -back wins and... Um, hopefully we can get a few more fans there too this week. We take on the Storm this weekend. There's probably one of the, the biggest challenges in the NRL. We've had some success over them recently. Let's go back to that uh, final down there last year and uh, all of the drama that happened uh, just before kickoff when Joey Lailua had the firework in his eye and you started the game and then scored the first try. Do, do you remember much of that game and, and what, do you, what do you take out of that, uh, that night? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, you know, BJ obviously... Uh, just uh, before kickoff, running out, 
copped a firework in the eye and I remember hearing that and I was like, what the heck? And then, you know, but pretty quickly it was important that I zoned in on my role. Um, and luckily enough, I played a lot of footy there outside of Tura last year, so I, I was able to just slot in out there. Um, and yeah, to be able to score the first try, I think I remember legs threw a, a cut out a great ball to me. Um, I was able to get over in the corner. It was um, yeah, it was a great way to start the game and obviously boost the confidence levels. And yeah, it was just a great night down there. It was an awesome win um, and obviously the start of quite a good role for us throughout that final series. You've got the opportunity now to play them and I think a, a chance to, to beat them four times in a row. Um, which is pretty much unheard of in the modern day, particularly with the Storm. Uh, they've you know, got such an impressive record against most teams. What is it that, that sees the Raiders lift when they play the Storm? Is it, is it something that you guys talk about or is it just something that happens out there on the field? Yeah, look, I don't, I don't really know what particularly makes, makes us lift, I guess, against the Storm. Obviously, they're a high-quality team, so uh, you know, mentally you know you've got to be on your game, otherwise you'll get found out uh, playing against a team like the Storm. So... You know, the boys always turn up with, you know, real good intensity and energy. Um, there's a lot of clarity on our roles and, you know, uh, the last few games we've been able to, to get up on them. But, um, you know, this week's going to be another tough game. Um, hopefully we just do our jobs, complete high, um, you know, stick to the game plan. I'm sure, you know, we put our best foots forward. There's no reason why we can't get another result. Had a terrible run of injuries recently uh, in the forward pack, particularly in the middle of the field. We've lost... Uh, Corey Horsburgh, C.S. Oliola, Emre Gula. Kai O'Donnell gets his chance this weekend to make his debut. What can you tell us about Kai? Yeah, look, um, obviously it's, uh, as you touched on, we've had quite a few injuries there, which is unfortunate for those boys that have been ruled out. But, um, you know, through that, um, gives a young Kai a great opportunity to make his NRL debut. He's, um, he's a powerhouse, you know. He's probably the strongest, one of the strongest young kids I've ever seen in the gym. He, um, he's an absolute tank and um, he's a real workhorse, you know. He's, he's always out there doing extras. Um, always trying to improve his game, you know, so I'm sure he'll go out there, he'll do his family and the club proud, and um, he'll have a big game. We've seen um, uh, Ricky Stewart go with uh, an outside back on the bench uh, a lot in the past couple of seasons, and uh, with Jordan Rapana uh, back in the mix this weekend, um, we'll obviously see uh, one of you guys the opportunity to play in perhaps the middle part of the field. Is that something that you, you relish when you get the opportunity to come on there and play as a bit of an extra forward? Yeah, obviously, um, towards the back end of last year, Sticky started to play. Um, you know, I started playing off the bench as an outside back. Um, I think it was just depending on which way the fireworks were aiming, depending on if I'd get on. Um, but, no, nah, I think it's um, important. You see a lot of teams, um, you know, have carry that outside back on the bench because, you know, if you lose an outside back out there, it's very difficult, uh, you know, after the fatigue that those middle players and edge players are under to stick them out on an edge, uh, sorry, out wider. Uh, on a, in the centres or on, even on the wing. So um, being able to just have that luxury of um, carrying an outside back on the bench who can come in and cover for injury out there or even still, as you said, um, jump in the middle later at the back end of the first half or second half and, you know, cause some havoc around the ruck with some leg speed. You know, I think it's a great idea and, um, yeah, I see a lot of positives in it. Well, mate, all the best of luck for the weekend. I know you're going to put in another great performance out there for the team and, and let's hope we can get the two points over the storm. Too easy. Thanks, Benny, mate. There he is, Bailey Simonson, wrapping up things this week on the Behind the Limelight podcast. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll catch you next week.